Cussing makes my brain feel more comfortable inside of my skull. That's my excuse. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian, feminist, and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Octubre. Octubre. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing Duolingo. Octubre. No. Are you criticizing my accent? Anyway, um, welcome to October. <laughs> I think it's the Libra season. Go Libras, it's your birthday. Go Libras, it's your, it's your, it's your birthday. I like Libras. I do like Libras. I'm excited. Today is a Black Mental Health Check-In episode. Yeah, and I think we can all stand to check in with each other. Yeah. It's been kind of rough. You ready to get started? I guess. Okay. (laughs) This is episode seven of season five of That Black Couple. Go grab your hot tea or some water or some Gatorade, something that will hydrate you Mm -hmm. because 2023 is really 2023 and we don't need y'all not hydrated. We need to be hydrated. Most of what the problem is with our bodies is that we fucking thirsty. We're thirsty. Mm -hmm. Don't be thirsty. Have a seat. This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. And before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple. Follow us on Facebook at that black couple and look us up on the internet. We do have a website, www.thatblackcouple.com. And you can stream us everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Pandora, Audible, you know, all of them. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, that's where you find us. But most importantly... Where you can find all the cool extra special stuff is on the Patreon. All right, you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get started with the first segment. Let's go. Okay, so first things first, I want to check in about our mental health, Dorinda. Yes. How is your mental health this month in this moment? How is my mental health? My my mental health is on struggle. Mm. It is on struggle. Mm. I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. You might have noticed the last episode mm. took a minute to get up, post it to get up. It wasn't. Yeah. Usually, our issue is finding the time to record. Yeah. Usually, it's like, oh, we're traveling. When can we sit down? We got kids. We got dude. Yeah. We got all these things going. Usually, it's like we need a minute to sit down and record it. Yes. This time it was me. Ooh, I'm glad you're admitting it on the tape. It's, it's on tape. It's on wax. Wow. It's recorded. It's, this is a it's new down. moment for us. We're sharing. This is a sharing moment. I want everyone moment. to sit. Let's just have a, let's have a moment of silence for Darren's honesty. All right. We're back. This this is a safe space. So I'm glad that we were know, able to share that here. Being honest here. Wow. Um, and it's just because I've been going through. It's just yeah. been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. I, I, on, on every end. From every I corner, I do. I understand. <laughs> we've been do- we've been doing we've been doing the absolute most. And the th- the thing is about it is, 
I love this podcast. We've been doing it for years. Yes. I don't see no stopping. No, I don't either. Um, but it's truly a labor of love. Yes, it is. There, there is a labor component to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you don't got it. Sometimes you worn the hell out. Mm-hmm. And, and part of, you know, taking care of your mental health is recognizing when you don't got it. Yeah. And not trying to just, you know, Push drive that car on fumes. Yeah. You know, because you do that and then you end up on the side of the road. Laid out. And we and we don't want that. No. So. No. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I've been. You okay. know, but I feel I feel like I'm I'm on an upswing now. That's great. Um, I will say, you know, generally sometimes people people have struggles with fall just the because change of in nature. Seasons. Yeah, the yeah. change in season. Sometimes it's difficult for people. It's colder. Um, mm-hmm. It's darker. There's less sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that li- literally will affect people's mood. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's affecting mine. I I tend to love fall personally. I love fall. Um, but I know that's another thing that can come up for people during this time. Yeah. Now, what about you? Well, what the fuck <laughs> is all I can say about my mental health? Um, yeah, I mean, wow. I don't have a podcast posting as evidence to show that I'm a little behind on life. It's kind of just everything. It's like when you're juggling all these things and then one ball drops and you look down at it and then all the balls drop and you're like, <gasps> like that's kind of how I've been feeling. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I had a really awful trip to Mexico that ended up being traumatizing as hell. And I think what ended up happening is I was holding all the tension in my body and the stress in my body from that trip. And it's, it's just, I've just been carrying it with me ever since. And so I haven't had time to work through it and to rest and get sleep and to take care of myself since then. So I did exactly what you just described. I've been running on fumes. I've just been like, well, it's fine. It's not, yeah. it's not fine. Well, and, and life doesn't stop. Life don't stop and everything catches up to you eventually. So the reason why we're talking about this is because World Mental Health Day was October 10th. And it's always important that we take time to actually sit with ourselves and check in with our bodies about, you know, what's happening, what's changed. You know, I've been thinking a lot and I got a video. My girlfriend sent me a video from this um, doctor who was talking about the season changing. And she was saying, you know, when the season changes, you have to think about your diet. You know, your diet changes. You may want to create you may crave more sweet things. You may crave more um, sugar rich foods, but you need to start thinking about more protein rich foods to keep yourself full. But also eating something that's healthy. Right. Because you may want to eat more things that are they're filling, but they're not good for you. She was talking about how, you know, with the weather change that you might want to increase your vitamin D, especially for melanated folks. We should take vitamin D uh, uh, in uh, supplements um, or eat foods that are, you know, uh, have a wealth of vitamin D in them. And it was just these little things where I was like, oh, like. Yeah, the season has changed and I do live in a place that doesn't have as much sun and that does affect me, you know, but also like fall is hard generally for a lot of us who are related to school in any way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going back and you're teaching and students are there and they've had a long summer and it's like it takes a long time to get them acclimated back to the classroom. And then shit is popping off in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like politically, politically globally things are not okay you know um we've been dealing for the last few months with all these attacks not in the last few months just forever but all these attacks on queer folks and trans folks and marginalized people and vulnerable people all over the world and now we are watching a genocide in palestine unfold just watching it in real time you know and we're all carrying this in our bodies 
So we have to talk about this tonight because, you know, there's the world, the world will happen, the world's going to world regardless, but we have to figure out how to not just survive, but to also thrive despite those things. Yeah. And that's, I will say this, that's, that's what I've been really kind of fighting is, you know, long time listeners know, mm-hmm. I'll be watching the political news a lot. Yeah, we know. You know, I want to keep up on what, Fox News. What's, uh, what's I don't know why you be watching Fox, child. You know what? I I haven't. Good, because they out their minds. It's that's how bad it is. They have really done a lot this you know, this period of time. I, you know, I like to do like my five minute drop ins to be like, what are they talking nah. about? Okay, that's it. I can't. I'm not even putting myself in that position. That's how yeah. bad it is. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to know what yeah. ridiculous stuff they're saying over there. Well, we're gonna talk about some things that you can do to check in with yourself. This episode, um, check in with yourself about your mental health, your body, and how to how to keep stock of what's happening with you personally and the way that you show up and and still live in this anti-black white supremacist world let's do it okay this podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash color combos media you can stream the show on itunes spotify Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. And we're back. We are back. And it's time for the conversation. I'm ready. So, mental health. Mm -hmm. We're doing a check-in today. And one thing that, you know, coming into this episode we were talking about is work yes and i know for me that has been a major source of mental health stress yeah <laughs> as of late um it happens to all of us it doesn't matter you know what what stage you are in your work life where you work you know you deal with people you deal with stressors you're dealing with money you're dealing with a lot of stuff and it inevitably is going to cause some type of stress to your mental health yes um, but what we wanted to talk about today is looking at, at that from a more global lens and seeing how that kind of bubbles down to you. Absolutely. Right. And so when you think about work, especially, you know, worldwide, there have been a lot of strikes recently. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the auto workers. We had um, the Hollywood writers. We mm-hmm. had um, the Hollywood actors. Yes. Right? Um, and, and there's. Who are still striking right now, right? Yeah, they're still striking. I mean, it's there's a lot of strikes, right? Um We've had the great resignation that's happened in recent memory. Right, hotel where, union workers are also striking right, in California. Yep, hotel workers striking. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had people quiet quitting, right? And to me, all of this is a, just a sign of how workplaces take advantage take advantage of their workers mm-hmm. and how workers are pushing back. Absolutely. And I really think that's a number one. It's a great sign that people are are kind of taking their power <laughs> and not just taking it laying down and saying, "Well, this is what I got to do because I, you know, because I got to feed." myself and I got to keep a roof over my myself but also like I need I, I there's some things I deserve absolutely there, there's there's some dignities that that we should all be getting at a baseline yeah and we're going to get it either through collective action or just just cutting and finding someplace else that will actually value me more mm-hmm. um we've also seen you know coming out of covid we've had a lot a lot of negative outcomes for marginalized people um, you know, people of color were more likely to die and lose their jobs yeah. during COVID. Um, during COVID, the unemployment rate peaked at 
16.8% mm-hmm. for black people. Um, but then coming out of that, what happened was we actually saw historic lows in the unemployment rate for black yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so as people went back to work out of, coming out of COVID, um, the unemployment rate for black people um, fell below 5% for the first time ever Wow. in April of 2023. Wow. Right? And so if you really think about that, coming from a place where unemployment was so high mm-hmm. and there's all this stress and the people that are in your family, the people that are your, your friends, the people that you know that you see every day are just dying all right. around you. Right. Right. All of those stresses, all of those pressure pressures. And then all of a sudden everyone's going back to work. Everyone has jobs. But then at the same time, you're dealing with the stress of, of how your employer might be treating you. Right. Are you getting paid the right wages? Right. You know, what do your hours look like? Um, are you being, you know, even, even just the microaggressions of, of, of being black, on the job that's it and the things that you have to deal with from a day-to-day basis right? right this this is a perfect storm for mental health issues to really peak absolutely and that's why it's so important that we do these check-ins mm-hmm. to say hey are you okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think you know i've been thinking a lot also i wrote this tweet a couple of weeks ago and it was like you know we live in a country that you know will essentially exploit you for labor um, make healthcare access inaccessible unless you have a, a job and will essentially gaslight you about taking your days off because they want you to believe that that's more productivity. Like, take your days off. And it went viral. And I was like, I don't understand. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, people not taking their days off still. Mm-hmm. And so many people responded to that. And they were like, yeah, I'm glad I saw this message because I need to take some days off. But I, I know what that's like, right? And I feel like I've been doing that for the past few months where like you get into some work, you get into something that's your project or whatever, and you put your head down and you don't look up. And when you don't look up, so the, again, I'm going to go back to this video. And I think it was from Dr. Raquel Martin is her name. Um, I'm going to try and find the video and we'll link it with the production notes. But one of the things she said was that when we when we really get into... Um, a stressful period when we get into a, a period where our mental health is really at risk is when we we begin to to uh, lose our day-to-day tasks and routine the things that keep us kind of grounded those are the things that go first mm-hmm. so she was like you know sleeping you know showering eating right she's like when you get really stressed out the first thing that goes is the things that kind of are the maintenance behaviors and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, and I know that this is absolutely true because there's so many times where I check in with you or with my partner, Jamel, or with my friends. And I'm like, hey, have you had water? And they're like, I don't know, when's the last time I drank some water? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's and I feel myself doing this. Like, I, I had some time the other day to just sit on my phone and call some of my friends just to check in and say hello. And I realized I, I really haven't had in my mind, haven't had time in months to just sit and call someone and say, hi, I just want to say hi. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the first things that we let go of are the things that really sustain us, right? Mm-hmm. Like exercising, getting proper sleep, having a proper diet, going outside and seeing the sun, touching grass, right? We we buckle down, we get in front of a computer, we sit in a dark room, and we open our eyes and we stare into the light and we do that for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours straight. And then we hopefully can drag ourselves into a bed if we don't hit the couch first. We doze off for a few hours. We dream about the shit that we were just doing. We wake up and we start doing it again. 
it's it's that capitalism mindset. It's a capitalism mindset. And it's you, becoming a cognitive in a, in a, a larger system. Yeah, and, and and you said that before, right? It's like it's this belief that you're not a person. Yes. You know, you're you're an asset. You're that's a tool. It. You're a function. You're an object. Right. And so that's why those those maintenance behaviors go out the door because yep. is is that serving the machine? Right. Does does the machine need you to drink water? Right. And the only way the only way you're able to break the cycle is by taking a day off, right? Mm-hmm. By stepping away from it. This is one of the things that makes me really happy about the the schedule I've curated as a professor. This is a privilege, right? And I'm aware of this privilege, but it's something that I knew that I needed. I saw myself in corporate America. I was working all those hours at Disney. I was working all those hours at PacSun, and I I, got, I would get home on the weekends and I couldn't. I couldn't do anything except lay down. I was so fucking tired. And I was like, my body can't sustain this. So I have a job now where I go into the office one or two days a week. I go to meetings, you know, things like that. But for the most part, I'm able to curate my time so I can stay grounded. So I can mm-hmm. stay grounded in my community, stay grounded in my family, stay grounded at home, you know. And I need that to survive. But that that's that's why this conversation is so important, right? Because you know there's some stats that show how difficult it is to be able yes. to create to to curate that type of a lifestyle, yes. right? Um, you know, black and Hispanic workers are much less likely to be able to telework, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of mm-hmm. times, if you're black or Hispanic, you are you are getting up probably too early, running to work, running to work, long ass commute. You're there all day, paying right? hell of money for gas, all, all the sunlight hours, sitting you're, in traffic. You're doing some type of labor or service, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then having to fit in anything for yourself outside of that which is tough right also um black workers are much more likely than white workers to say that they feel like they're at risk of losing their job as a reason that they take less time off than what's offered right 21 percent of of black workers say if i take time off that might result in me losing my job wow right and and we can't say that that's that's you know a 100% real thing like that, like those 21% of people would lose their jobs. Right. Right. But that just talks to you about the dynamics of being on the job. That, w- that when you are black, you know, like we we're talking about the microaggressions, you know that there's other things that are at work. There's other things that are at play. There's other reasons that you might lose your job when someone else would not. Absolutely. And then 46% of U.S. workers who receive paid time off from their employer, whether that's vacation or, you know, to for, for sick leave or to go to a doctor's appointment, 40, 46% of U.S. workers who receive that paid time off take less time than they are offered. 40, oh, I see. They, so, don't, they don't take all their time. Yeah, so almost half of U.S. workers don't take all of the isn't that wild and, and this is and this is paid time off. paid this is time not right you get the paid, paid for that time off right and i and listen i'm saying that but i know i i did the same thing when i was in corporate america i, I never took my time listen i'm a, i'm a, i'm a i know i'm looking right at you i'm a, I'm, i can't look at you right now because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna just be real honest mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i purposefully don't take my time off mm-hmm. i purposefully don't mm-hmm. i i you know i have a system where i can see my accumulated time off and i like to see the number go up I like to. I, I'm like, how high can I get this number? Now, I want to punch you. To be clear, part of that is when I leave this current, you're gonna get paid for autumn days. Right, I like. I want to be able to like say, I'm gonna take two months off. With yeah, pay that's that's when smart. I leave, that's, right? that, listen, that's yeah, smart. That's good. But but in the meantime, but, but at what cost? Yes, that's the thing, right? right? Like, like I took a day off this week, 
Mm-hmm. Because because you told me I had to take a day off. <laughs> you needed it for your we, mental health. We we recently made an agreement that, <laughs> that one day a month yes, at a minimum. At a minimum, you gotta take a day you off. You can do it. Yes. Just at least just you one. accrue faster than that. And, so <laughs> and it was so painful for me to to make that agreement. But I took that day off, and I thought it was gonna be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought it was like yeah, whatever. It's a day off. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, same old, same old. But. I was stunned mm-hmm. at the mental switch. Mm-hmm. Even even as I saw emails come in, mm-hmm. even as I saw messages and requests, and you know all of those things that usually trigger you, ping me, yeah, trigger trigger me all throughout the day. Yes. Even as they came in, I was like, "Bitch, I'm off." Yes, it's a, it's an attitude. I'm not working today. And and the way my mental right cleared up right the 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 way I had space to think right. and to feel that's it. And to relax. That's it. And to take care of myself. That's it. For one day. That's it. When you tell your body, hey, we're off, it it reprograms you. It's a it's a type of learning, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I used to be on all the time. I was very stressed out in my twenties because I was in corporate America. And that schedule did not work for my body. Mm-hmm. Like I could not be on from eight AM to eight PM five days a week with all these white folk who were demanding all this labor from me, who were stereotyping me, who were racist, right? I was sitting in these jobs, people were touching my hair, people were making comments, and I was just sitting there taking it on the chin every single day, and I'm like, oh shit, my body is wearing down. Mm-hmm. I'm grinding my teeth, I'm fainting at work, I'm, I'm experiencing excessive blindness, like I'm having headaches and migraines, right? Because I'm pushing my body to be in an environment, in a space that is toxic to me. Right. But I take a day off and I'm like, oh, shit, bitch. Oh, look at the sun. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. so this is what. okay. so Arlene Geronimus has this book, Weathering. I talk about this all the time and it's called the the subtitle is what gets me the extraordinary stress of ordinary life on the body in an unjust society. Unjust. The extraordinary stress of ordinary life on the body. In an unjust society. That's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the ways that the body endures stress, especially black, brown, queer, trans, disabled, immigrant, first generation, working class and poor bodies, right? Fat bodies, bodies that are seen as outside the norm. The types of stress that we endure just for existing Mm -hmm. in an unjust society, the only way you can combat those stressors is to take yourself out of it and curate spaces where you can be seen, held, and understood completely. Mm-hmm. And you cannot do that by remaining in the place where the trauma and the toxicity has happened. Exactly. And and like you said, it's an unjust society. And it would be foolish of anyone to be, any one of us to believe that we are going to make it a just society just right? by being there we, and we know it's not going to happen but we we do need to use every resource available to us every opportunity that we have to at least try and and make those scales of justice more balanced okay agreed right? and one way do we do that is by removing ourselves from a system that is not meant for our survival and thriving we we have survived so many things right but the system is trying to annihilate us mm-hmm. it is not you're not a champion like you're not victorious because you survived a death battle every day you know like oh i didn't take a day off and i should have because i felt like shit that's not a win bro the win is i took a day off because i needed it and now my body is better for me and my community i didn't give that energy to these white folk and to these white institutions that want to suck everything out of me so there's nothing left because what are we doing it for 
Exactly. What's what's the whole point? What's, to what what's the end? goal? To what end? And they will never stop. This is one thing I really got from my book, from doing the research for my book and learning that almost all these black women I was writing about had died at such early ages because they were getting used up. They were getting used up and people were not pouring back into them. I refuse. I refuse. You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com slash colorcombosvideo. Please consider giving us $5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash colorcombosmedia. All donations are welcome. Okay, so let's wrap up this episode. Um, I'm going to reflect on a couple things that my therapist said to me this week because she was kind of nervous about <laughs> my mental health. Um, and my massage therapist was like, girl, you okay? Like she was giving me massages. She was like, um, it's knots back there. And I was like, I oh, know, I'm stressed out. And what, what everyone has been saying, therapist, massage therapist is, hey, you got to chill the fuck out. And like, whatever this is that you're carrying with you, you need to really sit with it. And um get grounded something about me is like i don't know if it's because i'm an earth sign or just because like this is just human nature but when i'm ungrounded i really feel like i'm floating out into the ether you know what i'm saying like when i'm not grounded in my space and in my community in my job in my work i feel i feel untethered in a way that makes it hard to stay focused it makes it hard to uh, see things through to the end. I feel like it, it makes it harder for me to do my best work. You know, I feel scatterbrained. Um, and so what they said was like, what gets you grounded? And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been on my meditation. I haven't been in my insight, you know, timer app. I haven't been journaling. I looked at my journal. I hadn't journaled in a month. Mm. You know, I hadn't been journaling. That's not like you. It's not like me. You know, I missed the whole month of journaling. You know, I hadn't been talking to my friends. I hadn't been calling my friends on the phone. You know, I hadn't been taking time for myself. You know, my therapist was like, hey, I need you to go and touch your plants. And that was part of it, too. I've been traveling so much that you've been taking care of my plants. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been away from my plants. And and it's really strange. But I'll be somewhere and I'm like, oh, my plants. You know, like, <laughs> because I miss them. Like, I, like I, don't know how, I don't know how they look now. They've grown. Like, I'll come home. They got two new leaves. I'm like, oh, you had a baby. You know, like. You know, there's things that keep me grounded in my body and I wasn't doing them. Those were the things, those routine things that I started to let go first. And my my therapist was primarily the one that said, hey, I need you to start thinking about that and getting back to those things as soon as possible. And that's what I'm working on. Wow. That's um, really powerful. Thanks. Um, I'm going to come at it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. um, also in talking with my therapist. Um, but I've been I've been going through a lot of difficult stuff. I've been going through processing a lot of difficult emotions with my therapist really for the last couple of months. And this is EDMR that you're doing, right? Yeah, we're doing EDMR, which is, um, you know, I, I won't profess to understand how it works and all the details <laughs> of it. You can look it up. There's a lot of documentation online that's very easy to find. But it's it's a means for you to kind of really do some deep exploration of your feelings and what's behind those feelings. Right. Um I'll say for me, it's been a very difficult process. It's bringing up a lot of stuff yeah. that was unexpected that I was not necessarily prepared for. Um, but 
it also feels very, very important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's an important thing to note when we talk about mental health, right? We we generally talk about it from from a more relaxed, you know, comforting posture. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, what makes you feel good? What's what's gonna put you at ease? What's going to take away the stress? What's you know, all of those types of things. But there is, there is a certain element of work. There is a certain element of difficulty and hardship um, that's, that's also equally important, yeah. right? I don't think I'm comfortable going into all of the details of what's, what's coming up. <laughs> but um, it was it was stuff that needed to be dealt with, right? Yeah. And it's it's stuff that I had, you know, just, just swept under the rug for a long time and just ignored and act like it wasn't there and it, that it didn't bother me, right? For, for the sake of getting through and making it to the next thing and, yeah. and, and getting to the next day. But but these are things that I need to work through. These are things that I need to feel. These are things that I need to, need to address and face in a very real way. Yeah. So that I can come out better on the other side. Yeah. Right. You like you it's like you gotta take out your trash, right? You know, we can't just have a pile of trash that we put, you know, behind our house and just let it stack up and act like like that's a healthy living environment. It's not. Mm-hmm. At some point you gotta take out the trash. We, we, it's, it's regular maintenance, just like resting and meditating and, you know, taking a bath or doing aromatherapy, reading a book, you know, whatever it is for you that, that is therapeutic in that way. You also have to do the regular maintenance of taking out the trash. Can I add, I want to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. I think also with all my travel, one thing I'm realizing, like, so I used to travel alone a lot. Like I used to travel to New York and I would kind of just have time to myself to reflect I haven't had any alone trips in a while, mm-hmm. and my alone time is now usually in an airport. Like that's the time that I get to be alone. I sit in the airport, I look through my things, I journal, I reflect. But I have very little alone time, and I'm realizing I need to cultivate more alone time for myself. Like yeah. alone time is so important. A lot of people, I think, because we have a culture of codependence where you're just trained that other people are supposed to manage your, you know, traumas and your mental health issues for you. Like you're supposed to just not be a full person as an adult, and you're supposed to expect your spouse to parent you and shit, which is really fucked up. Um, but despite all of that, I feel like I've always been a person who kind of went off by myself and tried to figure things out, you know? I just feel like we're trained not to do that. And I think people should embrace being alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I'm not talking about loneliness. I'm not talking about being alone because you have to be and you don't want to be. I'm talking about choosing spaces to go sit quietly and reflect. Going to a garden, going to a museum, going to a library, going to a bookstore, Going somewhere quiet where you can just sit and read and think and process. And decompress. And decompress, right? Sitting in a long bathtub, wherever you sit, you know, and taking that time to not be with other people's thoughts about you, not be with other people's projections on you and expectations and just sit with how you feel about yourself. Like, it's such important work and I think we just don't embrace it because we're always taught to be up underneath somebody else whether it be our partners or our children or our friends or parents you know but you know curated chosen alone time at least for me has been life-altering i've come to some really important conclusions about myself by myself yeah like you know we have to love ourselves you know what i'm saying and and sometimes i think that you know with the mental health stuff, people are really just kind of scared, right? Of what they'll find if they really sat and thought through these things. Oh, I know. I know I am. Yeah. And have been. I have been too. I have been too. But I also feel like 
in the work that I've done and an exploration that I've done at least in the last five years, I'm so grateful for it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's the best work. I feel like the self-work is truly the best work and it really is worth it. And it, it lengthens your life. It lengthens your life. It gives you better outcomes. You're able to be more productive in the ways that you want to be productive right. for yourself. Your life is more fulfilling. You're around yeah. people who reflect the beauty inside your body. Like, it's just better over here. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.